Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here today. Our guest, who I'll introduce in a minute... Um, is pretty life-altering. I met him probably about just over a year ago, and it was one of those things, like I've thought about him so many times um, and so many things he said. So you're in for a real treat. Um, First, let's do our Jelly Bean update. So Jelly Bean, for those who are just joining me, is my foster baby girl uh, who I'm hoping to adopt, and it looks like I will get to adopt her, but it's not 100% yet. And uh, my frustration around that is that they terminated her parents' rights on September 20th, which is amazing. Um, And from that point, it's supposed to be, well, what they told me was 30 to 45 days to send her birth certificate up to the state and get it voided and for the state to recognize that she's available for adoption. So I, you know, sit patiently as I try to do through this. Not very well. Um, And basically 50 days go by and I don't hear anything. And everybody who knows me knows through this process, I've been very like active and getting people to do things quicker. But I'm like, well, when the state's involved, I can't really do anything. Well, so at day 50, I start, well, actually around day 45, I start, emailing my adoption worker, find out that the adoption worker switched again. So now I'm on my fourth adoption worker and don't even, and like these people have been to my house and stuff. And now new people have to come to my house. So it's like huge waste of time. But beyond that, they never even sent the paperwork up to the state. And so apparently the court mandated that they do it within 21 days. But 50 days later, when my social worker gets back to me, I found out it's not done at all. So we've basically extended the time when I can adopt her another month to month and a half. Ah! Um, which is enough to drive a person mad. Like, I can't, I mean, there's so many things I can't do, like travel out of the state without court permission, or even the county for that matter. Can't go see my friends in San Diego, like jump in the car and go see them. Um, Have to, like all her doctor's appointments, like I have to give them crazy amounts of paperwork, and it's just nuts. And then the social worker, I was counting down their social worker visits, because we don't really do anything in them. You know, we sit there, we chit-chat, it's nice and all, but really? Um, just a waste of time, really, in my day. Uh, and so, yeah, so that was a bummer. So now they're they're to to date, which is I think it's like sixty days now. I still don't think they've filed. I can't get anybody to return my calls. Um, so that's a bummer. Um, but the good news is that we are only about five days away from the period where the parents can test the termination of parents' rights. So they had 60 days from September 20th, which ironically is Jelly Bean's first birthday, November 19th. So if she goes to sleep in her crib on her birthday here on Monday, she will probably be here forever. 
um, with a few caveats in that, but I'm just so excited. Um, so that's the good and the bad and the crazy and the not crazy. Um, and then I want to remind everybody that she is on the fast track, like literally because of her situation, no one has come forward. They put her on fast track immediately. And there's been six months of delays within the fast track, like for no reason, except someone didn't file paperwork. Um, which is enough to make a girl crazy. And I was trying to tell somebody, like, I'm so appreciative, and I know so many foster parents have been through so much with parents coming forward and then not coming forward and all sorts of things, so I really, really am blessed. But I wish the city and the county and the state would get it together and, like, you know, this child doesn't, right? The child doesn't have a home. She doesn't have anybody whatsoever on the planet but me, and they just won't turn it o- turn her over, Um, so anyway, that's my update for those who want that. Now, I don't want to waste any more time, um, because today we are joined by Joshua Berglund, a.k.a. the world's mayor. He's an expert connector, speaker, MC, and show host, plus so much more, actually. Um, he's an expert in brand strategy and a strategic partnership specialist where he believes everyone gets to win. That is what led people to start calling him the world's mayor. He has helped brands get on QVC, HSN, set up global distribution, and assisted in taking a startup skincare line public. This is sounding very Shark Tank, isn't it? Uh, He has worked with A-list celebrities, high-profile influencers, and world-renowned physicians to create and develop their own product lines. He's consulted for globally recognized companies and solo entrepreneurs while producing events for the ESPYs, Daytime Emmys, the Emmys, Breeders' Cup, After Party, City Gala, and more. He will be appearing in two soon-to-be-released films, appeared on Fox Business News, and been seen in Vanity Fair, Mexico. He's spoken on stages all over the country, and I know, I know, it's going on forever, and has emceed award shows, fundraisers, and inspirational seminars. He's the creator and co-host of the show Gratitude Unfiltered, which can be found on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, Facebook Live, and YouTube, so no problem finding that. Uh, Welcome to the show, Joshua. (laughs) My friend, it's so good to talk to you again. Oh, you too. So we, for, for the background, we met at a mastermind in Beverly Hills where a mutual friend um, also connects people. We, you basically pay to go to these lunches and there's always a speaker. And then um, we get to talk to amazing people like Joshua. Yeah, I think she was trying to set us up actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was her ultimate plan. <laughs> Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> and now you're married and I have a child. So, you know, there we go. The world works out. You're on the radio show. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. It is an absolute blessing. Oh, well, I'm so happy to have you here. I, You've done so much. And basically, I think everybody knows, you know, this is all about have it all. My... I coach people on weight loss, and when I do that, the part that surprises people is it's not like it is on the TV shows. I don't go in their house and rip everything out of their kitchen and make them cry (laughs) and all of that. 
Like what I really do, yes, we work on the food, but one of the first things I want to know about anybody is what they're passionate about and what the real dream is. And I find in many cases, the people who are most stuck don't even have a dream. Like they literally are afraid to dream. And then other people know the dream, but they're just too afraid to go do it. And I find that that all manifests in having trouble losing weight and or other addictions or problems or whatever. So I know that when I found my love um, of, you know, helping people and giving back and, you know, really be able, being able to teach cooking, even though I'm around food all day, it was easy to shed the pounds. So I'm super happy that you're here because I know that you have accomplished so many dreams, not only for you, but other people. So I'm just curious if someone has, well, first of all, let's talk about your connecting. Why is that so important? And how did that come about? I swear to you, I think it was born out of codependence. Um, which is, is an interesting thing because I was always awkward. Um, when I was a child, I saw the, you know, I saw the world differently. Um, and I don't know again, if it was born through the, the trauma of my sisters disappearing when I was a kid and me thinking it was because they didn't love me. I don't know if it was from the, uh, you know, being molested by men and women. I don't know if it was the physical abuse, uh, and emotional abuse of my father. I don't know what it was, but in that, that need of having to keep, you know, obviously when those things happen, we we were told that we, you know, we have to keep quiet. We can't. Uh, we need to act like everything's okay and we need to present ourselves like professionals. And I'm like, I'm seven years old. I mean, what kind of professional am I at seven? Uh. But I had this energy about me and this need to feel loved, this need to feel valued, this need to feel important because I didn't feel that way because of the things happening to me. And so as I would get dropped off as a kid at the golf course and things like that, I was around all these different personalities, obviously people from, you know, different socioeconomic backgrounds, people of different cultures. And I just learned to kind of get along with everybody and I wanted to feel accepted. So I started the habit of a, a young, young age of like, how can I serve you? How can I help you? And I wasn't using the language, how can I serve you? I was using the language you know, like, how can I help you? Let me help out. Let me, let me, whatever, whatever it was. And it would be, and then I just started to learn, Hey, what do you need? And I would find a way I was driven to find a way to find a solution for that need. And that carried over into when I was 16 years old, I started working with complex disabilities. I was in that industry for 18 years, fighting for people's right to get the medical equipment that they need. So that you think spinal cord injuries, ALS, muscular dystrophy, uh, wound care. And then you're, you take on, uh, I would take on insurance companies where we would challenge them. We would sue them. We would take them to court. We would negotiate contracts on behalf of disabled people's rights to have access to the equipment that allowed them to complete daily living activities and just live as normal of a life as possible. Um, I loved fighting for other people, but I swear to you, it was born out of some kind of codependency and this need to feel accepted. Um, and it, I got so good at it that as my career evolved and I worked in different industries and I realized after having a skincare line that, you know, a lot of the skincare industry is a bunch of bogus <laughs> BS. <laughs> I, I didn't like taking advantage of people that way. I didn't like trying to convince somebody that a skincare line was better than the other, you know, cause sometimes people just like what they like. I mean, I use a skincare product that cost $20 and I have perfect skin. 
you know, but I used to use products that cost six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. And guess what? It didn't make my skin look any better. And after learning the secrets of why that is, I wanted to be more of somebody that provided a service where people could come to and get an honest, honest feedback about what this product was, what it, you know, like what it did. So I would have doctors, celebrities, um, you know, people of a lot of different industries come to me and I was just a resource for them. I wanted everyone to win. I get the manufacturer has to win. I get the, you know, I get the customer has to win. They get to win. And of course, my, my clients, they get to win too. Everybody gets to win. But it was all born and connecting. It was just finding what people needed. Um, I never asked anything from anyone. It was always, how can I serve you? And I would find a way to make it happen for them. And I made that a career. Wow. And uh, just out of curiosity, how did your sisters disappear? Well, so that's in my seven-year-old brain, that was the interpretation, right? Um, The truth was that uh, my father was inappropriate with uh, my oldest sister and, um, and I don't know the depths of it. I don't know all the details. And frankly, I didn't really know until, um, you know, 20 years later, like what kind of happened, but for tw- over 20 years, I thought it was something I did, uh, oh come to God. find out it was something that my father did. And that's why they left. They went back to live with home. We, we weren't able to talk to them. I lost my relationship with them and, uh, you know, it, it, it sucked. It, it was, a uh, it was pretty traumatic and, you know, like with all the emotional intelligence work that I do and the other work I do just to become a better man, um, I realized pretty fast that, um, you know, like that is an area of my life that I still get to work on is dealing with abandonment issues. Wow. Huh. So, well, it's interesting that I guess you say emotional intelligence that you're working on. Do you mind talking a little bit about that? Because I think a lot of people, you know, are afraid to do any sort of work in that area. Oh, it's um, so the first uh, I went to ALA San Diego, which is the Ascension Leadership Academy. It's leadership, emotional intelligence, because I really feel that I think we're all leaders in our respective ways. And some, you know, are to lead millions, some are to lead one. Um like our gifts are meant for our gifts are meant for other people, whether it's one person or millions, same thing with being a leader, um, leadership, emotional intelligence. A lot of it is just is removing the ego out of the equation, um, removing out of relationships, being able to receive feedback, not taking things personally, um, not, um, you know, obsessing over the past, like being present, uh, being available, being emotionally available for people, clearing all of the things, the the limiting beliefs, the blockage, um, you know, the traumas of our past, realizing that that is a gift and we get to use that to bless other people. A lot of that comes from emotional intelligence work. And let me tell you, if you do the work, if you play all out in doing the work, it'll change your life forever. Yeah. No, I I mean, I know that. I think it's it's so funny because I grew up where psychology and all of that was like, ooh, ah, like there's something wrong with you. And I found, you know, I really needed that help to get through my eating disorder and all of that. And I found that people who have been to therapy, and this is like a huge blanket stereotype, but are often happier 
Um, and, you know, having dealt, because I think we all have stuff is the thing. Um, and so it just, you know, instead of it being a like, oh, that person went to therapy, it's like, oh, that person went to therapy. <laughs> um, in a, in, and again, and not that anybody who hasn't gone to therapy, there's anything wrong with that, because, you know, some people can deal with things on their own. But, you know, some of us who have anything deeper, it, it seems like it's very helpful. Um, on that note, we actually have to go to break. But when we come back, Joshua is going to share all sorts of things like how to help brands discover their vision, which includes you if you have something that you're trying to bring to market or an idea that you have that you want to make happen. Um, and he's also created some modern day celebrities. So we're going to ask him a little more about that. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm back with Joshua Berglin, who is giving us all sorts of insights about getting brands to market, being strategic on what you want in life, and so much else. Um, Joshua, I would love to talk to you about something you talk about a lot, which is taking leaps of faith and, you know, really embracing risk. Can you tell us, I I know a lot of entrepreneurs say you have to do those things. Can you kind of give us your take on that? You know, I've been very blessed to have this relentless desire and pursuing my vision. Um, 
but for a long time I self-sabotaged and I got to a place where I didn't have any other choice but to stand up and face my giants you know the the lies of labels um, you know because I look I have a pretty rough past I made a lot of bad decisions I wasn't with with the things that had happened to me you know begin to which now I like to say they happen for me because I get to use them in a way that empowers people but then I had a victim mentality and with all of my failures and all of the struggles and the mental health issues and battling borderline personality disorder and, 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 and just my, just the past, I used to allow people to use that. Like you're always going to be a piece of blank, like your father, you're always going to be this, you're always going to be that. And I used to say, yeah, you're right. And then I would sabotage my success. I got to a place where it was either get busy living or just die. And when God uh -huh. spared my life the last time, I had made a decision that forever changed my life. And I made an agreement with God that I would know my life was no longer my own. And I was going to do what I was called to do relentlessly, regardless of what that looked like. Well, for me, that meant facing giants. And what I've learned is this. And I teach this. I coach people through it. It's one of my favorite things to do. But that thing that scares you, that thing that holds you back, if you just face it, if you take it on, you address it. And sometimes, Devin, that's truth. Sometimes that's just speaking your truth. And in doing so, what that does for you is it sets you free. And free can look like a lot of different things. For me, speaking my truth unapologetically, relentlessly, 100% true what that did was that allowed my tribe to come to me. The people that had my, would have my back no matter what. The people that I thought would be, that would shun me and, and, and push me away were the very people that stood behind me and pushed me forward. And to this day, my success in business had come from me facing the things that scared me most. And it's the same way with taking a leap of faith. And and I want to say this, this is, I think this is one of the most important things that I can possibly say to your audience. If you get a vision, if you get this daydream of you, you know, if it's on a, you speaking in front of millions of people or you being on TV or you working and working in at, at little villages in Africa, if you get a vision that is like, is bigger than where you are, are where you are at now, here's the truth. That is what's possible for you. God doesn't tease you. And I'm not trying to get religious on anybody, but I'm just letting you know the universe, God, those thoughts are what's available for you if you choose to take the leap of faith. And sometimes a leap of faith looks like a step. And if you take a step each day in the direction of your purpose, you will see miracles happen. If you stretch your faith daily, you will get to see modern day miracles. You know what's so funny about saying that? So my deepest fear, greatest obsession was <clears throat> wanting to be a mom. And I've talked about this before, but the fear in it was, you know, how sometimes we're like, oh, we're going to fixate on one thing. Um, and when you get that thing, you don't necessarily get happy. And so that was sort of that like, oh my God, am I just unhappy? Like I have all these amazing things in my life and I have this deep, deep, deep calling to be a mom. And what if I get that? And it doesn't like do what I thought it would do. Um, right. The interesting thing is it 
absolutely did, but like way more than I could have even imagined. And like so many times this year, I've looked back and like talk about bringing your tribe in. Like I literally feel like I have more friends now than I've ever had in my life because people are helping to create community for her. They're, you know, knowing, especially because she came from foster care that, you know, I could need help and I'm a solo mom and, and literally like people who weren't even my friends before have come and like babysat her for free and just really wanted to help me and been there for me. And I just, it's so funny because I will never forget like my beach tennis group threw me a separate shower from my girlfriends. And one of the women there said, she's like, you are so brave. I can't believe you're doing this. And like in that moment, I got so scared um, because I'm like, wait, wait, no, don't say I'm brave. I, you know, like, I don't want to be brave. I just, whatever. But then somebody else who was older was like, literally started tearing up and was like, you know, I am so proud of you for doing this because it's something that I wanted to do and I regret doing and now I'm too old. And so that to me was like, you know, I definitely want to do this because I don't want to be in that position and, you know, look back and having been afraid, but it just, you know, going back to what you said, it's amazing how like the scariest, biggest, I don't know, craziest thing is the one that does draw people to you. And I think it's mostly because when you're living your true passion and you're living your dream, like people are drawn to that energy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also you, the giant that you face, once you face it, you become bigger than that giant. That giant that you faced becomes where you were at, and now you are that giant. You have that power. And that, to me, is one of the most beautiful things of life. And it's just, it's just stretching your faith and knowing that it's going to be okay. The road that looks easier never ends up being easier. No. <laughs> yeah, like clocking in and clocking out of a job. Um, oh, God, I can't imagine. I only did that for a year and eight months total. And um, it just, I don't know, not for me. I mean, some people, you know, have jobs that they love and they're just structured that way. And that's great. But, but yeah, not I me. would have gone insane. I know, right? <laughs> not anybody who's had in that mastermind. Um, so you have worked with a lot of people to really figure out strategy and vision and brand. If somebody, you know, comes to you and they're stuck, what, how, how do you start that? Well, so because I, I believe that now with a lot of what people want to do, a brand is not just a product, it's the face of the brand. It's right. the message. What do you, and, and, and to survive in the modern day world, we do have to celebritize ourselves, unfortunately. Um, to stay ahead of the curve, to stay ahead of the robots taking everyone's jobs, um, we do have to brand ourselves in such a way that we become modern day celebrities. And there's perks with that. And there's also things that are not so great with that. Um, you know, I like a lot of the stuff that, you know, I reveal, I'm very revealing in such a way that, look, it does, it can scare people away. At the same time, it's better to face those things head on because it allows people to see what you're all about and what you've overcome because that way no one can five years later when you're a multimillionaire come back at you and hold you hostage for things of your past. 
So it's better to step into your truth. And a lot of times that means getting to a place where you're willing to discuss or embrace things from your past. So a lot of it now is making sure that my, when I work with my clients, we work more on a, almost more on a spiritual level than we do anything because what that does is it allows them to stand in their truth so that they are prepared to become a modern day celebrity. Because see, you can't, like I love helping products develop. I mean, I'm so excited about the product that we have. The, uh, we have a, a, it's called the Lash App and Curl and um, it's about to be released on Alibaba and um, QVC and a lot of other, you know, distribution networks worldwide. And being a part of developing that product has been so exciting. But here's the thing, that product doesn't love, why would the, the inventor or myself fall in love with that product when it's never going to love me back because there's going to be other products to develop. The person that invents something is going to have other inventions in them. So it's very, very important that the face of each brand is branding themselves where they're becoming a celebrity. But to do that, it's a modern day celebrity, as I like to call it. But to do that, you have to be in a place spiritually or emotionally that you can withstand that. After that, it's taking a lot of what your it's taking some of the things of your past that sucked and it's talking and then you're finding the things that bring you the most joy. And typically we have to go back to childhood to find this. We find a way to morph it together and then we find a cause to attach our mission to. Because now if you're not attached to a cause, if there's not a purpose behind what you're doing and a why, and there's something that you're passionate about other than making millions of dollars, I won't work with you. I don't want to work with people just so they can make $500 million. That's not, that doesn't interest me. I want people that want to change the world because that gives all of that past a purpose. And believe it or not, that ties into the success of a brand. And also when it comes to developing a product, it almost gives it a why. And a why is so powerful especially when it comes to selling something on TV. Consumers are so much different now. We do, we're, we're looking for something authentic and something real. And even if it's a widget that we're buying, if there's a why behind it, it's almost, limit, it's almost limitless in what it can do globally. So I'm very strategic about what I'll take on. I won't just work with anybody and neither will my team. I have a team that works behind the scenes. They like me being the mouthpiece and the person that's out front. But truthfully, without my team, we would not have the success that we have globally with products or brands. And to me, a product or a, uh, or a um, you know, the modern day celebrity is, it's almost interchangeable. It's almost the same thing. I prefer, I prefer working with someone like yourself, for instance, and bringing you endorsements. Like I'm looking at your, as we're communicating here, I can see your, 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 your shot in your chef, chef outfit, right? Well, to me, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at all the things that you could monetize. <laughs> everything yeah. from your wrist, everything from what you're wearing, the hair products that you love. Like there's so many things that are monetizable now and there's so many outlets for the modern day celebrity to monetize and also give back in a very powerful way. And because I see how things connect, I see the opportunities for people to do a lot of good in the world. And I like to attach what I'm doing to all of it. Because it's not like I know I'm a, I, I'm a know-it-all and I know everything. 
I'm just able to find the, the one thing that's going to make it click. I'm able to see the vision. I'm able to see the strategic plan. And then I have the team around me that helps me drive all that stuff home for our clients. Okay, so I'd love to break this down a little bit more for people. Um, So for those who aren't familiar with what Joshua means by have a why and all of that. So for my, like for me, um, Devin Alexander, the brand, my why is I was overweight as a kid sitting on a sofa feeling like I was either going to be miserable because I could never have food I love or miserable because I was going to be overweight. And when I realized that actually by transforming foods, not only for myself, but other people, like I could actually have bliss in life. So my why was many years ago to help people get that flip. Like there's such an amazing feeling that I get from seeing people go, oh my God, I can actually have a happy life. Now my why is there's an obesity and diabetes epidemic that is so big that kids are dying before their parents. Type two is no longer called adult onset diabetes. And literally one in three people has prediabetes. And I am on a mission. Like my why is to get rid of that. So that would be, you know, if you have a product, Um, I'm curious, do you Joshua know the why of the mascara? It's, no, no, no. So it's a it's an eyelash applicator. So think about oh, the strips, eyelash strips, right? Oh, okay. So the why behind that, and I love that you say this, is because my my the, the inventor of the product is a international celebrity, um, but she comes from a very poor country, and one of the and, and you know everyone a lot of people obsess over celebrities, and she wanted to create something because it's so expensive for women to go put false eyelashes on, get the threading done. Or it's really, really challenging for people to put the strips on, right? And Or they have to pay to go get it done. They have to get a makeup artist to do it. It's, it can be challenging. So a lot of people don't do it. So the point was to not only take the lashes that she has, and she has five different kinds, and they're really, really amazing, but also to this applicator that allows people... And I'm saying people because I put the false lashes on with this applicator too. It's kind of, it was kind of amazing. But it's to allow them to do it with ease, but also put it at a price point that everyone could afford it. It, was, it was meant for those people that live in third world countries that, so that they can look beautiful. So Because look, I'm sorry, but you can, notice, you can notice a woman or a man that's wearing false lashes. If someone has pretty lashes, you can see them across the room. They don't need it makeup. Their face radiates because lashes just have this way of highlighting the eye in such a, a magnificent way that it's almost like you get to see the inside their soul and it just radiates. And to give a woman, because every woman, like you can't, there's women that can't pay rent, but they're going to want to look beautiful no matter what. They're going to do what it takes to look beautiful, whether that's getting their hair done, their nails done, getting lashes. Well, if you can bring that to every woman at a, an affordable price and allow every woman to look as glamorous as the movie stars they see on TV or in magazines, what a blessing is that? And mind you, is that a tiny bit trivial? Sure. But when we're giving a, a, a percentage of every single cell back to the, the uh, Elton John Foundation, like, you know what? That's another why. Because one, we want to we want we want to raise awareness. We want to support that organization for what they're doing for HIV. And secondly, if we can help every woman look glamorous for at a very very affordable price, so they don't have to feel left out, 
that's pretty badass, too, if you ask me. Well, I just want to take a moment here to say, for anybody who hasn't worn fake eyelashes, let me tell you, it is as transformative as Joshua is saying. I never would have imagined um, how it makes you feel, but I would say probably, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago for the first time, a makeup artist put them on me. And like, you just feel like Betty Boop. You feel like you want to go on a date. It's the craziest thing. And I mean, like that in combination with um, eyeliner, of course, but I completely agree. Like I want this because I have no idea how to do them myself. And that's the one thing like, you know, it's sort of an extra luxury. So even when I go on some shows and I'm like, can you do false eyelashes? Like some of them are like, if you brought them, I'll do it. And others are like, oh, I don't have time or, and sometimes they do do them. But like, I swear, I feel so much prettier and I, I really think you look prettier um, so on that note, um, we're going to get a lot more feedback and talk a little more about strategy when we come back, but we have to go to a break now. So stay tuned, everyone. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am back with Joshua Berglin, who is the ultimate connector. Um, he's a brand strategist and so much more. Um, he also has his own platform. Uh, you can see him on pretty much every podcast, iTunes, YouTube, etc. Um, with some interesting um, personal juiciness. Um, <laughs> but we were, ta- I know, I know, right? There's the teaser. Um, we were talking about uh, eyelashes oddly, um, which could sound trivial to people, but I'm just going to say one more time, like I look forward to TV appearances because you really do feel that much prettier when they put them on. Um, and I can't do them myself. Like I've tried, I get glue in my eye. Like they're not straight. It's, uh, I don't know. It's hard enough for the makeup people to do them. So I'm like just excited. I was pretty much bribing him during the break to like get me these as soon as possible. (laughs) Um, So, so, okay. So going back to the, you know, kind of meat of that or the meat of, so let's say somebody is in the early inception of being me, like they're sure that they can help people, whether it be with food or whether it be, um, they just have, 
the best skin remedy or whatever. How do you know, and I'm not sure if you're the person who developed the lashes or were uh, were that integral in the development process, but do you have any suggestions for how one even begins with that? Or should we stick to the strategy questions once they have the product? Well, <clears throat> so I did not invent it. Um, I, I wish I, I got the call at 2 a.m. when it was invented with a pair of... Um, it's like curtain, like some stuff from a curtain, like you would just to make the shape of it, the development and fine tuning of it, um, the name of it, the, like the distribution angles, things like that were an integral part of what I was doing, the marketing, developing the marketing. Um, and look, everything takes a team because no one's always a hundred percent right. So it depends. Like I've, I've worked in cosmetics. I, I know some of the the struggles that women have when it comes to makeup, um, you know, or applying lashes. So I was very involved in the brand development and getting it ready to launch, uh, which is where we're at now. The working with the manufacturer, uh, working with the distributors, the TVs, the Alibaba stuff like that. So every everything from the beginning. I like to be a part of stuff from the beginning. Um, but I've had to jump in to, you know, kind of clean up other messes or help fine tune things as well. So to answer your question, it's really been, it wasn't my vision, correct? But I was able to help shape the vision for, for my partner. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that you said that, you know, everything takes a team. I have a girlfriend who's actually been on the show before. Her name's Kaylin Ellsbury and she has cystic fibrosis and was given a life expectancy of seven years old. And she turned 31 last week. <laughs> so we're all very blessed. Um, <laughs> And uh, many people have probably heard that show, but we were talking about, you know, she she's going to be doing a TEDx talk and was trying to come up with the best topic and was really having trouble, even though she's like one of the most brilliant speakers I've ever heard and has such a powerful story, needless to say, with her, you know, sort of life situation. And um, it was so funny because last night we were throwing ideas back and forth and neither of us were like, nah, that's not really right. That's not really right. And then, you know, I had randomly said something and we're like, oh my God, that's it. And it was right after I had told her that I used to throw these penne for your thoughts parties um, when I needed friends, you know, I, at the time couldn't afford a brand strategist like you, Joshua. Um, I know, you know, I'm sure that your rates are, um, quite reflective of how brilliant you are. And so instead of doing that to start, um, I would have groups of friends come over and I would make one pen, like kind of a twist on penny for your thoughts. Um, group of friends, make them a dinner. There was one penny dish just to be cute. And the rest of it was whatever dinner I wanted to make. And then literally go, this is what I'm thinking of doing. What do you guys think? And it's amazing how when you get in a room like that and start throwing out ideas, like not only is it always fun because people say quote, stupid things that aren't stupid. If that makes sense. Like, I, I should call them ridiculous things. Yeah. Um, but I kind of learned that when I was working on staff at Muscle and Fitness Magazine. Like, I'm not sure if people realize this, but even to write the headlines and subtitles of every article in a magazine, like, there's a whole meeting around that. Like, one person doesn't come up with those. They're so clever because an entire group of people spends hours every month doing that. So... It's, you know, if you're just getting started and you don't really have a budget, like that's, you know, just invite friends over and make it a really fun night. 
And then, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say a whiteboard is a blessing. Um, It's a masterpiece because, you know, you you hear just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. I say throw it against the wall and see what connects. Oh, yeah. And I, I think it's interesting, too, to watch. And you'll probably, again, Joshua, like you've been in this for so long. So I'm sure you have the eye, like you know, when I started writing at Muscle and Fitness Magazine and I'd go into the meetings and there was this one girl who would always come up with the most brilliant thing. And it was so frustrating to me, an achiever, to be like, okay, this week I'm going to come up with the best one. And she'd do it again. Well, 16 years later or 18 or however many years ago that was, like now, because I've been doing it for so long, I could be the one in there. And so like, Basically, Joshua is that like you've been doing this for so long that you can see things quickly that other people would take a long time to see. Yes, but without the other without the team, sometimes another person's thought is what creates is what sparks like for the person with the vision Mm -hmm. uh, without those other little things or just sometimes if I'm stuck somewhere, I'll go for a walk. I'll, you know, like downtown San Diego, I'm in Beverly Hills now, but I'll go for a walk and I'll just start looking around and like sometimes seeing that or hearing something that someone on the street says that sparks what creates the vision that will sometimes I've heard random comments actually become what shaped the vision to go on to create a product that ended up on QVC. Yeah. Well, it's fun. How it works. It's just being aware and being present and what feels good to your spirit is typically what you go with. Right. Well, and it's funny because, so my book, Fast Food Fix, when I originally pitched that, I called it Downsize Me because it was right after the movie Supersize Me was coming out and it was all about transforming fast food. So I thought it's like, Supersize me made you big, downsize me could make you small, it would be really cute and playing off it. And like the publisher wouldn't let me call it downsize me because they're like downsizing is a negative term and all sorts of things. So we did one of these brainstorming meetings and when I was saying it was fun, like some of the titles that my healthy fast food book, um, like some of the things that were thrown out were like big girls don't fry <laughs> and home is where the hamburger is. <laughs> yeah, um so- right like they're funny I mean they were never really going to be the book title and that's where I I shouldn't have used the word stupid like the stupid ideas are are it's more like the ridiculous ideas like I just wanted to hear everything that popped into everybody's mind and to this day like I don't know what was that 2006 that book came out so we were doing this in like 2004 or 5 um you know 13 14 years later I'm still like laughing about this you know little brainstorming session we had so I think a lot of things in business, like when you're really, I mean, people say this, like when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And when you bring brilliant people in or, you know, your friends and get them all involved, it's amazing how much can be created. Oh, amen. Amen. So you have an exclusive deal with Alibaba. You've gotten on QVC. Like how did you go about getting those partnerships? Are those like long relationships with you know, entities there, or is there a way for people to reach out? Like what would they search for if they wanted to? It's all relationship based. It's all, I mean, I, again, my whole attitude and all of the relationships I have that I don't, I I never really advertise a lot of what I do or say who I work with at a respect for 
you know, what their own personal goals are. But it really, I, every time I show up to a mastermind or a networking event, it's, you know, how can I serve you? What What is your biggest need? And you'd be shocked. Like even people that are billionaires and millionaires and uh, people that, you know, that are uber successful, they have similar needs, believe it or not, to people that are broke or, you know, entrepreneurs that are, I mean, typically startup entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, you know, they're always looking for funding. Right. But needs are needs and everybody has them. There's always someone, someone always has a blind spot. And sometimes, believe it or not, a need is, I just need someone to listen to me talk. I just need someone to hear me out. And sometimes a relationship can come through just being there for someone. Sometimes, in a lot of my relationships that led to some of my distribution deals, it was, one of them was just showing up and being present. The other one was sharing my truth because my truth, this person who is uber successful, has been on the cover of multiple business magazines. He's a, you know, almost a billionaire, uber, uber successful world changer. What connected me to him was him, me being vulnerable in sharing my journey and my truth and how I overcame. And that drew him to me like a moth to a flame. And through that, I was able to create one of the biggest partnerships I've ever had in my life that allows me now to help people in even a bigger way. It gives me access to almost anything that I need um, for my for my clients or even, you know, whether it could be anything, distribution, it could be funding, it could be um, TV, it could, any of that stuff, it gives me access to that because one day I showed up and I was willing to be vulnerable in a place that most people wouldn't be vulnerable and it ignited my career and it's allowed me to bless other people now because of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I found that too. It's amazing how even recently I reached out to um, an executive after I I actually want her to come on the radio show and she's going to, um, but she was a foster child and I didn't know it. And I reached out about something she said in a seminar and was just like, oh my God, I was at this seminar and you were brilliant and I love this and that and whatever. And then somehow I mentioned um, my daughter and she was like, oh my God, I was a foster child. And like, it started this whole dialogue and it really is amazing how, you know, when you hit a pain point of somebody's or, uh, you know, some deep meaningful thing by accident, like those kind of relationships can be even bigger. Um, I think too, like, I want to say that, you know, I think it's really important for people. A lot of people are in their houses and they don't really think of networking. Like I would go out and meet as many people as you can all the time. Um, because you don't know like when something, you know, when just being in circles and being available to people can lead to other things. Um, that said, I, you don't have to be connected to some billionaire to get something off the ground. I literally got my giant restaurant deals on Royal Caribbean through LinkedIn, like literally reached out to a consultant to cruise lines, presented what I had to offer, got him in my kitchen and boom, like I got restaurants and having known no one he was connected to. So that's amazing. And it could be anything. It could be a coffee shop. It doesn't have to be a billionaire because sometimes some of the best things that I've ever I've done work wise came 
through one of the most unlikely sources. And it's just, it's not, it's not to discriminate against anyone. I mean, obviously billionaires have better access, but it's, it's, but it's not exclusive to that. And I think it's just the way that we show up our way of being. And if we're present for everybody, because I promise you, I've learned more lessons from people that were just coming actually in jail. (laughs) I've learned, I've learned some very powerful things like life changing things from people because Here's the thing. We're all God's children. We all have, we all have a purpose. We all have a, a, a gift to give to others. And it's not exclusive to what, how rich you are or how poor you are. We all have something special inside of us that is not meant for us. It's meant for others. And that is why if we share our truth and we, and we are present with people, we're not talking to people while on our phone. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> just available and present for people. It's amazing how well we can work together. It's amazing how far we can go and how far we can grow together. It's not exclusive to your money. It doesn't mean anything. Being present and available, it's amazing what that can do for you. And, and it's, sometimes it's not about business. Sometimes it's just what your soul needs in that moment. And that, I'm sorry, is worth than, more than any amount of money you could ever pay me. You are absolutely correct. On that note, we need to end. So we, I can't believe how quickly this hour has gone. But before we do, I would love for you to give people a way to connect with you in the future. How do they get in touch with you? Or what should they watch? What social channels? Uh, you could check out facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. That's the easiest way to watch um, the show that I do. But also you can go to Live Mana Worldwide. That's L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A worldwide.com or the worldsmayor.com. Or heck, just text me 619-394-6725. And the reason I give that away is for any of your listeners, I'm willing to do a 15 minute free consulting call um, ah. to be able to help them out. But it's again, 15 minutes after that, we, char- we charge, but um, I'm, I'm happy to do that. So you're welcome to text me. We can set up a time to talk and I'll give you a 15 minute free consulting call and uh, we can move on from that. So just say that Devin sent you and I'm um, happy to work with you guys. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so calling you. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Joshua, for giving us your time. I know it's so valuable and I really appreciate appreciate you being here next week, everyone. um, I hope everyone has a good pre-Thanksgiving and I will uh, look forward to catching you again then. Have a great week. Have a blessed day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.